Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Piki mai, kake mai, and welcome. From Radio New Zealand National, here's our changing world. Tonight, we mark Conservation Week. We're off to Raglan to see how farms and healthy streams can coexist. Twenty years ago, Raglan resident Fred Litchwag was inspired to set up Whaingaroa Harbour Care and to start planting native trees. Whaingaroa Harbour Care is a not-for-profit nursery that sells native plants and planting services. And 1.4 million plants later, Alison Balance joins Fred to talk about how healthy streams mean a healthy harbour. They head to David Peacock's farm to meet him and another keen farmer, Greg Rowlandson. I think there's about 600 kilometres now fenced waterways. 1.4 million yeah, plants. It's all about water quality, more whitebait fritters, more snapper fillets, and it's worked. But um, as a farmer's perspective, Dave will let you know. I've owned this farm here for about 14 years, I think. And 14 years ago, the cattle would have been grazing right into the um, and drinking out of the stream. So I guess over the over the 14 years, this was fenced off and um, Harbour Care planted it. I've obviously, you know, done the fencing, uh, put in the reticulated water system, and ensured that no cattle get into eat the plants so obviously they're looking pretty healthy today you know this was obviously quite a significant stream runs all the way off Karioi into the Apoturu River which goes into the into the Raglan Harbour yeah obviously this was one of the most more important ones to get started on so we 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 picked the biggest streams and wetlands and remnants um, of native bush and and we just worked away from there. How many kilometres of fence do you reckon you've got in now? On this farm, I don't, must be a lot of kilometres, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 20 kilometres, easily be 20 kilometres. But obviously because it's a cattle fattening farm, there's no sheep on this farm. So obviously the fencing is more affordable because it's only two-wire electric fencing and it's reasonably easy land. Obviously when, when you do the fencing, you can uh, rotational graze livestock a, a lot more efficiently when you've got fencing and water troughs and all the rest of it. I, I guess I, I just saw the fencing as, as a farm development tool. Um, and, and obviously I'm, I'm keen on sustainability, so the planting uh, of the riparian strips is, is good for my business as well as the local harbour and rivers. So it wasn't hard to persuade you to, to do it? Well, it was um, probably 20 years ago. I wouldn't, wouldn't have called myself an environmentalist, but I guess just because I live in this community, it's been apparent what Harbour Care have been doing, and, and I guess I've bought into it. Have you seen the stream change since you've fenced it off and put the riparian plantings in? Aesthetically, it's uh, beautiful cabbage trees, tea tree, flax, um, all sorts of matapo, all, so, all sorts of different uh, native, locally sourced native species. I, th- I think aesthetically it's fantastic. The water's always, always been crystal clear. It runs off a mountain. Um, I'm sure it's cleaner than what it was. I'm going to yeah, add to that. I guess, you know, <laughs> after looking at a clean stream for 12 years, he's kind of forgotten what it used to look like. You know, statistically, way back when we started, back in 1991, the fishery 
that was monitored by then the Ministry of Fisheries, they did catch per unit effort studies over the entire North Island. And our harbour was one fish every 18 hours on average, which meant we were the worst harbour in New Zealand. The shellfish beds, um, particularly where the stream was flowing into, which runs down past town, the shellfish beds had become pretty much non-existent. There were rotting cows on the foreshore where the district council actually used to use a boat to remove dead stock from round the beaches and uh, put them by the boat ramp. Well, of course, they don't have a boat to do that anymore because there are no dead stock lying on the beaches because our harbour's 90% fenced off. And the landowners around here have done such a magnificent job in actually fencing off not just streams like this one, but swamps and uh, wetlands and um, the bigger rivers. And, of course, the foreshore completely. We're just not getting stock access down there. The sediment loads that used to be deposited in the harbour, that used to be uh, mud that thick that you would not wade in it, you know, you'd be up to your up to your belly button in mud, it was physically impossible to wade through, has gone right back down to base rock. The fishery from one fish every 18 hours is now three fish an hour. That just hasn't happened anywhere else in New Zealand. The seagrass beds, which were only a few square metres, have turned into hectares. And that's simply because of all the work the farmers have done throughout this catchment in getting sediment out of these streams, which used to be deposited in the water column and then deposited in the estuaries, has gone. In fact, you can go down to the upper part of these estuaries and actually see better water quality in the upper part of the estuary than what you can see around the mouth of the harbour on an incoming tide. More sediments coming in from the sea at this time of the year than is actually being flushed down in the upper part of the estuary. And you just don't see that anywhere else in any of the other harbours in the North Island. And that's all testimony to what has been done by the farmers in the upper parts of the catchment. We've been here for 18 years now, and when we moved here on our place there was absolutely no fencing at all. All the creeks and bush were just cattle in everywhere. And then in 2005 and six, we got started the regional council, Waikato Regional Council, started their clean streams and with the clean streams they were giving a 30% subsidy on fencing and planting. So we decided to take that up and got started and went through and in the total we probably got between 20 and 25,000 from the council so that meant about 75,000 worth of work done. And since they stopped that we've just carried on and kept doing it because I think once you get started you'd see the benefits like you can see here and even at home it's the same. And so you just keep doing it. And if it wasn't for Fred and Harbour Care and what they've done for 20 years, it, it kind of gets you sucked into a bit of a vortex and passionate about what you're doing. And we've seen benefits too with our grazing management and just everything with the farm is better and it looks better. And like Dave said, you know, aesthetically better as well. So I think living in Raglan also changes your whole attitude to looking after the environment. So have you seen a difference at your place? Yes. Yeah, we go down, Nick and I will go down with our little red lights on at night and have a tramp around in kind of October, November to see what fish life and everything is in there and it's definitely increased. What have you got in your streams? Fred, what have we got in the stream? Craig, what did your cat drag home the other night? <laughs> yeah, that little cockapoo. So that's how we got started. When, the, when one night we got woken up in the middle of the night and there was a ruckus under the bed and the cat actually had, instead of having a dead rat, it had a 
quite a big native fish, and so that made us realise that we needed to do something. They were obviously in there, and so that's what got us started really in 2005 and six. All the freshwater species that migrate from the sea have all got habitat now on Craig's and Dave's property, and ultimately, you know, my my passion is whitebait fritters. So for every additional flax bush that's hanging over a stream, we've got a banded kokapu and some inanga uh, living under there, which means, you know, obviously more whitebait fritters. And I think Fred said to me, oh, if you can stand in the, stand in the stream and within, you know, a two or three metre radius, if you can see five or six or seven fish, that's pretty good. We counted about 30, so there are plenty in there now. And I'm not saying they weren't there before, but they're definitely numbers are going up and up and up, which has to be good for everyone, really. So you obviously you farm up here on the hills. Are you a big user of, say, the surf beach, or do you go swimming down there in summer? Yes, I do. I swim in the harbour and uh, enjoy surfing and, and fishing. So I guess I have benefited from um, a, a clean harbour, and I enjoy eating whitebait. Has it had any impact on your farming? I'm farming more intensively on the better, on the best land, and I've obviously retired all the, the marginal strips around wetlands, waterways, and coastline. Uh, so I'm, I'm farming more intensively on a smaller amount of land, but perhaps my returns over the whole, whole farm would be better. And so we've done the same. We're 100% dairy, uh, dairy grazing up at home, and by fencing everything off has made the management better. Heifers aren't getting in the creek and getting bogged, and we've been able to do more subdivision because it's been easier to do. We haven't increased cattle numbers, but our actual area that we're farming has decreased, so the stocking rate has increased on that. And we think, you know, all, all the farmers that we graze heifers for are all Fonterra supplies. So it's part of their clean streams thing as well. I suppose we're doing our bit for them. Well, it's creative work. I've got boys that have got full-time employment, and they've been employed now for over, oh, for around 20 years. And I've still got the same staff. So they're really passionate about doing the jobs that they're doing. So there is additional employment and the downstream benefits to the community have been absolutely huge. You know, um, people used to avoid it, avoid coming to Raglan for their holidays because the mud and the harbour stank. Now you can't get a park in town because everybody's queued up at coffee shops on weekends and the town's really going off. We wouldn't have none of that if it wasn't for the farmers that have done this work. And I guess that's the bottom line, that New Zealand... If the farmers do this, we're going to see substantial improvement to the whole economy of New Zealand. It's maintaining our clean green, improving the fishery, agriculture, Just general everything. As well, I'm listening to a grey warbler there. It's clearly pretty happy with the vegetation. Well, you get all these corridors. Yeah, they do operate as corridors, you know, and they also operate as corridors for pest control, and that's something that the farmers, again, are doing. They've got bait stations every few hundred metres, and yeah, they're controlling right. them. Yeah, there are. There's a bit, there's bait station runs around this farm, up, up the edges of, of the creek, that are filled up every month or so. So what and, are you targeting? Uh, possums and rats. It's like a reserve. This place is, yeah, it's, it's got a corridor from the mountain to the sea. We've got a, a uh, thoroughfare for both native fish as well as native birds. And, um, yeah, it's brilliant. There's, no, there's noticeably more um, bird life um, because of all the, the newly planted areas. So that's right, at, right around Raglan. There's more bird life. Once you get this um, environmental thing happening within our catchment, a lot of other people have bought in on it including drain digger operators, including roading contractors. Everybody now is working towards the same direction and looking after the harbour. You won't get any standout abusers because everybody else notices. So 
it's got to a point now where this whole catchment thing has caught on throughout and it, it's positive. What's been fantastic in the local community is that people you, you know, all around the community have bought into fencing off waterways um, and, pl- and planting um, native trees. Uh, so, you know, the, the, the example that's been set has, been, has spread and uh, it's great to see people taking it up right across the community. Another thing, though, we put plants in to achieve a purpose. They're not just plants because of sake of planting. For example, cabbage trees. Cabbage trees, their taproot grows down into the ground for metres. Then they have a number of fibrous roots that penetrate out from the main taproot, and they go for metres. And what it's been proven in that cabbage trees actually absorb a huge amount of pollutants that come off the land. We use other plants that occupy a lot of space. As you can see, flax are ideally suited for a wetland environment. When a flax hangs over a stream, as you can see here, the leaves move back and forwards and they clear all the nuisance weeds. So the drains and streams actually remain clean. And you don't need to get a drain digger in ever again to actually clean those drains out once those flax bushes have actually created shade and dangling in the water. Then we use manuka that um, predominantly around the edges of our fence lines and of course that's for bees and it also comes up and grows up over the fence line and it prevents the fence from shorting out so by planting manuka in a hedgerow adjacent to your fence then back from that cabbage trees and then closer to the streams and drains your flaxes you end up with a really self-sustaining riparian strip. People have observed um, harbour care in operation and seen the native trees growing out and, and the stream's been fenced off and the wetland's been preserved and, and, and people have bought into it. So it, it has been a tremendous success story. There have been, on this farm here, there's been people from all around New Zealand who have come here to see how Harbour Care operates. So Harbour Care has been an influencer locally and I guess the good work hasn't gone unnoticed you know, right across New Zealand. So if, if this is duplicated right across New Zealand, it would be fantastic, and it is actually happening. You've basically achieved your aim, haven't you? Improve yes. the fishing. Yes, I said I wanted to improve the fishing, so when I retire, I can catch my quota. And I'm still a long way from retiring and already catching my quota, so um, I might retire early. <laughs> it's worked. It's yeah. It's beneficial. We've increased productivity on the land, increased productivity in the sea, improved productivity like whitebait fritters in the rivers. Tourism's benefit. The whole community's benefited, and it's just one hell of a great success story. And I really challenge or would like to assist all other communities through New Zealand to adopt this model. And um, you can have the best of both worlds too. And that was Raglan farmer David Peacock, and you also heard farmer Craig Rowlandson and Fred Lechwog from Whaingaroa Harbour Care. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this, you can find more stories on our webpage, radionz.co.nz forward slash Our Changing World. Mātewā.